is episode 16, Social Media Marketing Strategies with Drew Elliott. Hello and welcome to the Make Money with Massage podcast, where we show you strategies to successfully market and promote your massage business. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Marketing can be a tricky thing, it's true, and even the pros can find it challenging at times. But the good news is that there is a science to it, and it is something that can be learned. But like most things, there are many ways, there are many approaches, there are many strategies that can be employed. So it's not so much the destination, it's, it's how you get there. They can take so many different routes. So today we're talking with Drew Elliott about various social media strategies that you can employ to expand your reach and in, increase referrals and ultimately build your business. So stay to the end because we are going to be talking about some, some pretty funky stuff here and sharing some real ninja tactics, some, some advanced stuff that you can do, some tricky stuff you can do on, on Facebook and YouTube to grow your audience and to build your business. When it comes to building and growing your business, having the information just simply isn't enough. We know that. If it all came down to having information, we'd all have six and seven figure businesses because all we'd have to do was just go and search on Google or YouTube, find the answer, and we would have everything we needed. But the truth of the matter is that's far from the case. And in fact, when we do our Google searches and search on YouTube, all we end up with is overwhelm. We end up with information overload. What we need is a structured approach, a tailored approach, some clarity. That's what we need. We need clarity. And that's what the Wellness Business Blueprint brings you. The Wellness Business Blueprint walks you step by step through everything you need to do from defining yourself and your business, identifying your ideal client, crafting your marketing message, and then taking that message out to your ideal audience. Not only does it show you how to find more clients, it shows you how to retain the clients, how to actually find the right clients in the first place and turn them into loyal, regular fans for your business who are happy to refer you to others, refer you to their friends, their families, and their work colleagues. So this just goes beyond techniques to find clients. This is finding clients, retaining clients, and getting referrals. So this is your business in a nutshell. Now, if this is something that interests you, pop across to wellnessbusinessblueprint.com. That's wellnessbusinessblueprint.com for more information. Now, if enrollments are closed when you when you pop over there, don't worry. Just put your name and email address in and we will let you know when the program reopens for enrollment. Now, as always, we'd like to be answering your questions. So if you have any questions at all, if you want to know anything about how to grow your business, how to find clients, how to get referrals, how to retain clients, how to reactivate clients, if you've got any questions at all about how to build your business, how to make it strong, send me an email at tim at makemoneywithmassage.com. That's tim at makemoneywithmassage.com and we'll get your questions answered. Also, if you believe that you have something of value to share with the audience and you'd like to be a guest on the show, once again, just email me at tim at makemoneywithmassage.com and we'll get that interview organized. The show notes for the show can be found at makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash 016. That's makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash 016. And there you will find a summary of the interview along with all the links and resources that we mentioned. But now, without any further ado, let's cross over to the interview. Today's guest has a simple philosophy. If you go back to the basics and focus on the simple principles, you can explode your business in ways you never thought possible. He has his own marketing team that is dedicated to helping business owners in the spa, health and wellness industry. He also has a book called The Online Marketing Plan for Spas, providing over 50 pages of the exact strategies he and his team use with their customers. And now it's with great pleasure I welcome Drew Elliott to the show. Welcome, Drew. Hey, hey Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun talking to you because, as we said, like in the pre-interview, we do have a lot in common. Our, uh, our philosophy mm-hmm. is very, very closely, closely tied along with the online tools that we use. So 
before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's chat, can you just give us a little bit of a background about yourself and what got you sort of involved in this particular part of the market, so to speak? Yeah, of course. Uh, so originally my background is in sales and marketing management. And uh, what I was doing, I was working with an international company for quite a few years, uh, traveling the world, uh, working on their marketing strategies, working on their sales strategies in North America. And uh, I learned a lot of great things uh, through that, obviously on the marketing side and working with customers. Uh, unfortunately though, what, what I found is I, I was traveling so much that it really took away from my family time and from the personal passions that I had. So I decided to kind of use the skills that I knew uh, to help other businesses. I became a freelance marketer. And I had a lot of success with that. I was kind of more of a, just a generalist in that sense. And what really kind of the light bulb went off was when my girlfriend and I, we went to a local spa. It was a great time, great business. They had a great philosophy about how they, they did things. And at the end, I asked them, how was business going? You know, how are you getting new customers? And they told me, well, we're not really that, that great at getting new customers. You know, we have a good solid base, but we're not seeing a lot of new turnover. And that's kind of where I said, well, this is a great business. This has a great location. What, what's going on here? And I realized there's a lot of businesses in the health and wellness industry that were facing this. So that was kind of my foot in the door to say, well, there's a problem here. Maybe I can provide a solution. And that's where I found uh, getting into this was uh, kind of a very interesting direction for me. And I, I've been doing it for a little bit now and I really love it. Awesome. Awesome. And so throughout your time now, what do you think, or what do you see as being the biggest mistake when it comes to marketing for massage therapists and basically the wellness industry in general, what's, what's the biggest mistake you see in making? Well, as far as mistakes, um, you know, I, I come from a digital background. I mean, there's different ways that you can skin a cat, right, in terms of marketing. But I definitely see uh, on the digital side, a lot of companies are undervaluing uh, social media and engagement. And uh, there's a beautiful example. I have a local client here. And... Um, you know, I was telling her about all these great things that you can do in interacting with your customers online. And, she, you know, I was telling her Facebook is such a good platform that you could really start to use that. And she said, well, isn't that, isn't that just for friends and families to talk? So I think there's kind of a perception problem with a lot of companies and understanding the real value behind social media. I also think uh, what a lot of companies do is when they finally do start to get into social media, they don't invest enough time to get the depth required to get that engagement. And uh, it really comes down to knowing that patience is a virtue when doing a lot of these things. And a beautiful thing is you can always try something and if it doesn't work, tweak it here and there. And uh, you've got to have the patience to do it and stick with it. Mm, absolutely. There's, there's no magic bullet and there's no instant results. And that's one thing that I get asked a lot with, with my coaching clients and, and from my audiences. They mm -hmm. want to be able to advertise successfully on fact like, like facebook 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 is, is all i hear right? and, and it makes my it makes my, my toes curl because there's probably even in better places to be honest with you but 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 everybody wants to get into facebook but what they don't understand is that facebook is what we call interruptive marketing so people don't necessarily go on to facebook to look for a spa or look for any business or look for a book right they go on to facebook you know, just to Know, to maybe waste some time, check out what their friends are doing, and so they're scrolling through and then getting all this other stuff in their news feed. And mm -hmm. so their task is to, to, to grab attention, address a problem, and then get them off Facebook over onto their own site and then yeah. carry on the sales from there. But they don't have what we call like the foundations or, or, the, or the basics in place a lot of the time, do they? Yeah, that's the problem too. Um, you know, it's important that if you're going to build an audience on Facebook and you want to communicate them in the right way, you need to know who your audience is. And it's important that you bring value to that audience. You know, what is, what is, when, what I, the way I think about it is think of your customer when they blow out the candles on their birthday, what are the things that they worry about or what are the things they wish for? And use that as your, strategy to speaking and reaching out to your audience and that's really what's going to create good engagement mm -hmm. or just or just or just uh finish that little sentence if i could just 
Uh, so look at look at your uh, look at your ideal client and say what your ideal client was sitting there and you said finish the sentence if i could just what would they say what's now what's their major pain point and sometimes what we're saying is is that their major pain point isn't what their problem is their major pain point is not being able to do things or no, it's like they, they can't get, they can't garden anymore, or they can't do this anymore. <laughs> they, they can't, they, they can't hit the, the golf ball straight. And so, once again, it, it's, it's spending the time to get to understand your target market, to understand your your ideal client, and to yeah. talk to those pain points. And that's because otherwise, they're not even going to to look at your Facebook ad if you're not if you're not you know, talking to their emotions. That's exactly it. And the, you know, you mentioned Facebook ads. The real beauty of that is that you can get so niched down into your target interests, right? And it's important if we're talking about knowing your ideal customer, it's not, it's more than just knowing the age or the, the location, you know, even look at things like what are some of the books that my customers are reading? What are some of the shows my customers are watching? Where do they go to eat on the weekend? You know, the more that you can niche down to figure out who your perfect ideal customer is, the better that you can reach out to them and speak to them. Mm, absolutely and you can even look at what their income bracket is and you might Mm -hmm. think why would i want to know what the income is and the point is can they afford your services like we can't but i come i come from a clinical massage background so not so much a spa background but unless i'm really really fortunate i can't fix somebody in one visit and i'm gonna i'm gonna have to need to see somebody at least four five six times before they see a lasting result so i don't Mm -hmm. want somebody who comes in who's looking for a deal because I don't, I don't do discounting anyway, but I don't want somebody who come in and then they just have one shot and they go yeah. away and they don't get the result and then they badmouth me and say my, and my services don't work. They haven't given me uh, a chance. So sometimes even, even looking at that demographic of what is the income bracket for that, the household to see whether they can actually afford you. Exactly. Now, another thing a lot of people waste a lot of time with is, is branding, isn't it? Like, Okay, I've got a logo. It's on my shirt here, so I'm going to see the logo. <laughs> nice. But that's about as far as it goes. When it, now, when it comes to my marketing, my logo very rarely appears. And a mutual friend of ours, Russell Brunson, said, I was just listening to something he was doing the other day. He said that, that logos on, on, on web pages have, do nothing for conversion. So make them really small. Don't, 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 detract, <laughs> yeah, don't detract people's attention away from what you exactly. want. Exactly. By the logo, I think this is where a lot of people waste a lot of time, a lot of money, is filling around with these these uh, in, inconsequential things, which I think are important. And what they got to understand is that these big brands like Coca Cola and Pepsi and and all these and all these logos that you recognise have spent billions of dollars building that brand so that people do recognise it. And I think if you sort of ask your client off the cuff, just you no, know, just close your eyes and describe my logo, I think you'd be a little bit disappointed. Exactly. And I mean, you've nailed it right on the head there. It's, it's funny. People get so caught up in, you know, let's, let's get a cute, catchy slogan and let's get that, the cool looking logo. And they forget the fact that no one even knows who they are, right? They don't even know that they exist. So you really have to first find an audience that you can speak to and you can work with before you, you really even need to work, worry about, you know, how, how does your logo affect your audience? You know, if you have the right kind of uh, audience, if you have the right kind of product that suits their needs, that's going to get you 80 to 90% of the way there. Everything else is going to be incremental. And uh, that's really, you know, thinking about 80 20, uh, which is something, if you look here, yeah, I, mean, I, I live the 80 20 rule <laughs> because it's, it's true. It's true that you'll find 80% of your profits will come from your best 20%. So if you really think about your marketing in that regards, it completely changes the way and your focus. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, I've got, I've got the same book, Perry Marshall, I believe. And, and the point is that, and it, it, that goes a long way. Like I was saying, like, you know, 20% of the, sorry, 80% of the crop will come from 20% of the plants. And, mm-hmm. and, and you see it through nature, you see it all the time and saying, and the other thing, while well, we're on the 80-20 rule then, before we sort of move on to our main topic, is that you should have... Uh, like an inbound marketing plan, but also an internal marketing plan to market to your existing clients. Because I said, like when you're coming back to that 80-20 rule, 
the chances are that the 80% of your income is coming from people who are already on your client list and you shouldn't just put all your focus, and this is another thing I see, they put all their focus into finding new clients and they're not going back to their existing list, which is an absolute gold mine. Exactly, exactly. Can agree with you more there. Okay, now the other thing that um, is, is often overlooked is, is YouTube. And we'll, and, and we'll talk about that. I'm just going to let you go crazy in a minute because I'm going to um, talk about structuring YouTube ads and, uh, sorry, Facebook ads and, and using YouTube. But personally, a number of years ago, I actually made up, I, don't, I actually even forget the, the little tool on, on the internet. It, it was a free tool. I made up a, a 35 second mm. thing with some music and just some text and some, some pictures just, just floating around. I put it onto a YouTube, but what I did is I is I I um I did I did I did stuff with the captions, I did stuff with the description. Anyway, within a matter of ten or fifteen minutes, it was on the front page of Google. <laughs> it was I think I think it was listed number seven for right. your massage in that particular um, suburb. So so if somebody typed in remedial massage, crumb and waters. No, number seven down was not just a listing. It was actually the thumbnail of a video, which is very um, attention grabbing. And these things that you can that you can create without a lot of tech ability, because now there's, there's there's many different tools. I might have to sort of research and put those mm-hmm. to the show notes for the show, unless you've got some ideas that you can share. But these but these are things that that anybody can do, and they get you like when all these people are just tearing their hair, going, "I want to be on the first you know, front page." Of, page of Facebook. Well, I can show you, well, we can show you some a front page of Google, I should say. We can show you some, some cost-effective or free ways to hit the top 10 a lot faster than other people are taking months and everything for Google to, to index them. So I'm going to, I'm going to hand over to you and you're going to take us through, you know, Facebook and YouTube marketing. Okay. And I just have one, one kind of pre-question. Did you even have your logo on the video there, Tim? Sorry. Did you even have your logo on that video? No. Yeah. I mean, see, there you go. <laughs> so you, how about this? I, I'm going to start with uh, like Facebook and social media and we can uh, go from there. So it, it, the way I feel about social media is that it's, it's all about engaging with customers who have come to your store or your business and have had a good experience, but it's also about increasing the referrals, right? So if someone's come to your page, for instance, on Facebook, it's probably because they've liked your service enough to do that, right? So that to me is really a good audience to start with once you start to build that up. And an interesting way, if you really wanna take social media and blow it up, I think you need to think big about how you're doing these things. So the way I look at it is that on average, every Facebook user has around 135 friends. So let's say you have 100 people that are on that page, on your page, you actually have access to over 10,000 people within that network. Because every time someone will like a post or someone likes a page, it shows up in that person's newsfeed. So when you start to really think of how big you can actually get your reach in social media, uh, it's really kind of mind blowing. It really is. Okay, so we've got our our reach. So, so, so yeah, you, you've, you've made an impact. You've sent people to, okay, you've got a Facebook business page, mm-hmm. which, is, which is important. And people have come there because either they've, they've liked your service or, and then through them liking your service and liking your page, you might've got some, a little bit of virility that, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's popped up. I suppose that's the other thing when it comes to Facebook ads too, is that when you have somebody like your, your ad, then up the top of that, it says that when they see a friend says like, no, Mary likes this on your sponsored yep. ad, that, that once again comes into something important that we know is social proof. So saying, well, no, if Mary mm-hmm. likes it and I, and I, I trust Mary's opinion. Exactly. Then that's it. it's uh it, it must be okay. So if you, this is the other thing too, people, there's a lot of knee-jerk reactions when it comes to, you know, to like, okay, business is slow. Um, 
I've got no, I've got no bookings or very few bookings. How am I going to get people in the door? I know I'm just going to run a Facebook ad and then I just throw some, some, something together <laughs> and, it's, and it's put up there or I'm going to run a discount today or whatever. And it's, and, it's, and, it's, and there's no real structure or, or planning exactly. to, to what they're doing. It's, it's just, just a, a spare of the moment. I'm in trouble. Let's throw 20 bucks at a Facebook ad. Let's throw all this mud against the wall and see, see what's going to stick. And, I, and I'll tell you where they go wrong there. And where the biggest mistake is, is that they try to do kind of just a blanket ad, right? So they might have seven or eight segmented services. You know, they might be doing nails, they might be doing facials and massage, and they just do a a kind of a a vomit ad that just tries to reach out to everybody. If you really want to be successful with doing Facebook ads, then you need to segment it, right? You need to speak to the people that are interested in doing massages. You need to speak to the people that are interested in coming in to get their nails done, that's how you're really going to have the most effect because you should never assume that just because someone likes getting a massage that they also want to get their nails done. So if you have both in the same message, there's not going to be as much clarity. Mm, absolutely. Once again, it, com- it comes down to, to laser focusing, like laser mm-hmm. focusing, knowing your, your market, knowing your ideal client and speaking to them. For me, I don't, I don't do a lot of Facebook ads because once again, I work in the clinical massage. So I, I work in in pain management, and and in injury management, and I've had nine times out of ten, if I try to advertise with that on Facebook, they they decline my ads because they don't like me using words like pain, because on Facebook it's it's this little wonderland that's all blinkered and and it's this, this little universe where everything is happy and there's rose coloured glasses and picket fences, and I've I've actually come back and said why can't I advertise my business. I said, well, no, we don't want you using the word pain because it makes people feel bad. Mm-hmm. And I even had one person say, because I, I, had, I had one Facebook ad saying, don't live with pain. And they, they declined it because they said pain was an attribute. It was like saying, um, don't, don't live with being fat. And, and I said, pain and being overweight are two different things. Like, like pain affects everybody regardless of their size, their age, their, their gender, their race, their whatever. Of course. And I can assure you, if you if you offer to get rid of somebody's pain, they're not going to take offence at that. But so I so I've got to I don't get a lot of a lot of leverage from advertising. But what I do do is I do seasonal. So I don't, and because most of my most of my clients come from referral, either from professional like doctors, specialists, or other clients. So about eighty seven percent. So ninety percent of my business comes from referral anyway. So I, most of the advertising I do is is experiments for my students. Right? <laughs> but, but the uh, yeah. one thing I do do I do seasonal ads. Okay, so Father's Day coming up, and I said I've I've, I've got a background in sport. I've like I, I work with one of the well, I work with two of the elite teams here yeah. in, in Australia. I work as a as a contracted therapist for the PGA Australian. So I've got a background in sport. So I did a I did an ad campaign for look after the active dad on Father's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We got we got Halloween coming up. I've got a I've got a few ideas there, like the old picture of the of the witch who's gone into the the uh, the, you know, the power pole, and um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Oh, that's no, that's got to hurt. No booking. So so so. Using using things like holidays, seasons, yep. that, that sort of stuff works quite well. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, you should be using social media and advertising uh, when you can, because if if you're doing it right, it can be very profitable. Okay. What 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 about another another famous author, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who says jab 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 right hook? So you shouldn't just be um, Blasting people with no with with come to my spark, come to my spark, come to my spark. Should you you should actually be giving them some you know, some values, some some information, some entertainment. Like like it's everybody likes to be entertained as well. So 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 what's a what's a strategy that people can use? No, I I absolutely agree. I mean the way the way I look at that is, you know, people are not looking to be sold when they're on Facebook, right? You know, they're checking their status, they're speaking to friends. So it's important that you keep that in mind when you're engaging with your audience. Um, you know, it's important that you, you bring creative ways to bring value uh, that might indirectly bring them to your store, or come back to your services. I think a really interesting way that you can do this uh, is think of some of 
some questions that your common or your best customers, I should say, think about, or maybe they, you'll find certain customers are asking a lot of questions. You know, what's the difference between this service and this service or deep tissue massage versus Swedish, whatever it is, you can have that information. You can post that on Facebook and, you know, share tidbits of information that your audience will find valuable. And in a way that's going to prove to your audience that you're an authority and an expert at what you do and also provide value and also help bring them back in. So there, there are creative ways to do it. Mm, absolutely. And, and saying, and you don't even have to create all your own uh, material either. Like you can, you can curate. Yeah. So I've, 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 I've got a, I've got a site on alkaline, like alkalinity, because that's an important thing for health. And so mm-hmm. I, I very rarely actually create my own content. I just, I just, I just go looking for posts and I go look at, for the most popular post with all the most popular shares, I share that back to my page. It's good information, but I don't have, I don't have to spend the time writing it, but I'm still providing value. To that. So, so there's, there's something hitting my page every day. And if I don't have time to sit down yeah. and write something, there's still something hitting the page every day. Um, exactly. Exactly. So, so we, we want to, we want, you no, know, we want to educate. We want to, uh, get people coming to our site, and I think that the biggest problem these days with with Facebook is that now it's a public company, and and they've got to make their shareholders happy. And so we know now that if, you know you can have uh, hundreds of or even thousands of of likes on your business page, but when you post something, on average, I think it only reaches about four percent of the people who have actually liked your page, which is you know, pretty rude on on, on Facebook <laughs> part because like a little bit. A little yeah. bit, <laughs> like if somebody if, no, if somebody's liked you, they they obviously want to hear from you. I suppose on the on the other side of the coin, you can you can sort of set to say that you actually want that person. Like if that person posts something, you want that not, that notification to appear first. And there are a couple of people like Russell Brunson that I've set up in my Facebook. So whenever he posts something, it's in my face, and and I go check it out. So that that's one way. But at some stage, you've you know, you've you've got to invest in. If if you want to reach a broader target, like you know, if if you want to reach everybody you know, within you know, five miles of your business, you you've actually got to spend some money. And exactly. Ways, yeah, you go through. I was going to say, well, even you know, a lot of companies what they'll do is they'll post um, maybe articles or pictures. To me, and this 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 might be an interesting segment uh, segue, excuse me, but really the value and the future of marketing is going in video. So if you can also find ways uh, to provide video content that's compelling to your audience, that's the way people are consuming information because it's, it's quick, it's to the point. Uh, you can take it a lot more visually through you know, all your senses actually. So maybe also look to invest in video and you don't have to get you know, the most complex cameras and equipment. You can even do this with a smartphone, something really simple. It's really powerful that you can show your customers that you're human. And I, I think we all can relate to that. So don't try to, don't try to overcomplicate this. That, that's kind of uh, my overarching message with marketing. Awesome. And there's, and there's a big buzz in the industry now, main, mainly through marketers, but it's going to get out there that, that Snapchat is the next big thing. And this is coming back to, you know, to this video stuff. And it drives me crazy like because you only get 10, 10 second segments and you sort of paste all these 10 second segments together. But it's, but it's big and, and it's like at one stage Snapchat was there for the, mm-hmm. for the teens and everything else. But now these, you know, these, these multi-million dollar business people are jumping on. And of course, you've got things like uh, Facebook Live. So instead of, instead of just sort of making a post like you know, how how your massage can help you know, reduce stress in the upper upper shoulders and, and help you know, take away headaches. Why don't you just pick up the phone, look into it, smile, and actually hit broadcast and do a do you know, do a Facebook live and actually yeah. tell people, and it's going to come across a lot better, a lot easier. And then if people actually and and Facebook are really really pushing video at the moment too, so that's one exactly. way to actually get out. And, and, and broadcast to the broader community because Facebook mm-hmm. want a big reach on that. People can actually come on live, ask, you know, put, put questions in the comments, like, and, and interact with you the same way, the same as Periscope. Periscope, I don't know what's happening with, you know, 
I think Periscope is still a, a growing concern. So, so there's these 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 avenues where you can actually interact as if you're you know, in the room with a person, and and it all comes down to people buy from those they they like, know, and trust. And you know, the best way to build trust and everything else is to let people, as, as Drew said, let people sort of see you as a person and not just a massage therapist or a nail technician or something like that. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to make a point there, Tim, that you mentioned, you know, Snapchat being this, you know, that's kind of what a lot of people are looking at. I would just say it really depends on where your audience is at, right? Not everybody's on Snapchat. I mean, there is a large portion, but like I said, it all comes back to knowing where your audience is at. And Facebook's a great place to start because, I mean, everyone has the Facebook, right? So at least you can start there. And I, I recommend if you're new to social media, pick one, maybe two channels at most to start there because what happens is a lot of companies, you know, they'll get every channel and they'll start trying to push things here and there. They don't get the depth that's required to really engage the audience that's going to bring back mm-hmm. uh, them to their store. So again, keep it basic, keep it simple, and uh, you'll find a lot of success with that. Awesome. And the other thing though, that you did touch on there is go where your audience is. And, and that's probably another reason why I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook because I said I work in pain management I, and most of my clients mm-hmm. come through referral from a pain specialist. So, so my, my clients now have, have sort of shifted from being those, those, those young virile athletes to 60, 70, 80-year-old men and women who are in chronic pain. They don't spend time on Facebook. And so that's, so that's why, as you're saying, go where your clients are. My marketing is, is completely different because my, my marketing is going where they are and it's not on social media. So, <laughs> so, so, so be aware of your demographic. And, um, exactly. and there's a good way to, you know, to test, test because if you, if you run some Facebook ads and everything else or even if you look into um, – I don't know whether you can just do it on your on your Facebook fan page, but I know I know on on ads you can sort of look at your demographics and, and, and sort of see yep. you know who the ad appeared to and 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 the, you know, who you know, who clicked through and who converted and that sort of stuff. So just very. And, just, yeah. and I was going to say as well with that, the beautiful thing is you can split test that right. So you can run an ad and you're going to get some feedback right, saying, "Oh wow, this is really connecting with this audience." So next time you do it. You try it with that audience, maybe narrow it down, and you'll find, oh, wow, they're really connecting with this piece of it. And as you keep running it, as you keep experimenting, you're going to find the things that work best for you. But it takes patience, like I said earlier, mm. and you, you just have to do it. That's it. You just have to make that, that leap and start to do it. Mm. I, think, I think the beauty with, with Facebook ads versus uh, SEO on or, or, or PPC pay-per-click ads on Google is that it's very affordable. Like you, you can actually start with two dollars a day, and just put your toe in the water, see what works. And it, you know if or, or five dollars a day, and, and if something isn't converting, like if you, you know, and it's very very easy to split test. As Drew says, they can they can put. I think you know, the picture that the picture is you know the, the graphic, the creative that you use is, is probably the most important because that's going to get there attention initially that's that's going to stop that headline then they're going to read your headline right mm-hmm. but that but that picture so 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 use four or five different graphics and then yeah but look we can, like facebook advertising in itself is is massive because we could say you know only you no know, do you no know, do one ad per map area do one ad per, per, per interest do one so you can see what's work and we can get quite you know, involved there and, and maybe somewhere down the track we will do something but no not that's probably not the the subject for a podcast because that's getting that's, that's getting really deep but the point is it's yeah, your split test don't, don't don't just run one ad with one headline one description and one creative one no one one picture because if that picture doesn't resignate nothing is going to work you know? mm-hmm. and then and, and then tweak it no change no Different, no, same picture, different headlines. Same picture, different, uh, and 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 you and you can run that that, that same ad no, six or seven different ways. Now, and is it, and you can do it quite cheaply. But another way to do it, think things cheaply, is on YouTube. And I suppose you don't get this sort of, you can't drill down. What I found with YouTube ads is you is you just don't get the ability to sort of drill as as deep as you like. But you can do some pretty funky stuff. 
like you can actually identify a video that's getting lots of traffic and you can put your, your little video as an ad in front of that video. And so if, if you, you, you could be really sort of a bit cheeky and you could, if, if you say, if, if, if MB massage is up the road or something and they've, and, and they've got a video, you can actually make a little video to, to play as an ad in front of their video if you get what I'm saying. So, and, and I like, I, I very rarely pay more than, no, than one or two cents, uh, uh, an impression. Well, no, no, not an impression, a click actually. Click. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but the thing is that if you, if you, if you're going to use YouTube to advertise, make a wow statement in, in the first five seconds, because you know, when you, when you, when you're putting your video over another video, and they've got that five seconds. They've got to watch it before they click away. If you do some, if, if if you do something there that really sort of grabs your attention, and what, and what we call a, a an, an interrupt, you know, then they might actually just watch your video through and and see things. But I'm saying yeah. video is, is is a really really quick way to get on the front page of Google too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's actually t- statistics that say in any really marketing, you have about four to five seconds to really capture that audience. So it's important that you really come out swinging in the beginning. Um, and I'm just going to repeat it. It's all about knowing your market. It really is. Mm. Now, what I find interesting about YouTube, and a lot of people don't know this, it's actually the second largest search engine next to Google. So if people aren't getting the results that they like from their Google searches, a lot of times they'll go to YouTube. And I do this all the time. I'm sure uh, if you're ever looking for how-tos or if you're interested in understanding uh, a little bit more, then, I mean, for me, I, I use YouTube all the time for things like that. So you have a huge, huge potential. Mm. Exactly. Saying coming back to that, to, no, no, how to, to actually use that to take what Drew says further. So, say your, um, say your, say your prospective client, you specialize in back pain, right? And your prospective client suffers from chronic back pain, and so they get on to to YouTube and they search for how to get rid of back pain or exercises for back pain, whatever you find the, the video that's got the most, the most views, everything else. And you create a little, a little, a little ad saying, and, and you could like, like your, like your first interrupt would be, do you suffer from back pain? Bang. Right. And then you can just go into a little bit of a blab about that, about how your particular services can help people and, and, and what your results have been, maybe a couple of testimonials, rah, rah, doesn't have to be long. No, between no, 30 seconds to no, to a minute, maybe 90 seconds max, and you and you you put that over a how-to video, and if they're in your area, chances are they might. Like, if, <laughs> how can they fix their back themselves? Well, generally they can't, so they're going to have to originally and eventually come to somebody anyway. So mm-hmm. there's some there's some very very and I, this is something I don't see a lot of people. I don't see people embracing YouTube. And seeing the power of YouTube, um, and yeah, no, it, it's it's immensely undervalued, mm. really is, and it, it's 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 the way that, and from what I see from my perspective and uh, from what I do, it's really the future of uh, marketing. And Google, you know, Google owns YouTube. I don't think a lot of people know that either, and they're making a huge push uh, to try to really get content out there. So, mm. to me, it's if you're not there, you're really leaving money on the table. And I think just to kind of put this a little bit more in perspective, you know, a lot of people say studies have shown that when you're communicating, your words are only 7%, right? So where's, where's the tonality? Where's the body language? And that's where video can be so powerful. You're missing 93% of your message, but with video, you can really speak to your audience and uh, color your message and what you do and your personality and show that, you know, your authenticity. These are things that video is going to really allow you to do. Mm, absolutely the people you have to look into your eyes and go i actually trust that person or no i think that person's telling fibs right that they're going they're going to get a feel for you even before they come and see you and that's and that's a that's a big thing okay we're uh and i think the other thing that we've got to watch is that there's this big fight at the moment between facebook and and youtube and i think facebook is actually winning the battle as far as views or something. I, I saw something phenomenal there. But as Drew said, the important thing is, is that 
Google own YouTube. And that is why if you do a clever YouTube video and you, you do like you caption it up so that because once again, Google doesn't know it, it doesn't, well, YouTube will do some sort of captioning for you, but if you don't speak very clearly, then it's not going to. So if you if you go through and you caption it, so then then Google has actually something to to index, and so does and so does Facebook. You put it you, now. You put a clear description in. Once again, Google has something to, to to index. So does Facebook. I can tell you within like within minutes or hours. If you if you do that right, you will be on the front page of Google, and that's what every like everybody says. Oh, I'll be on the front page of Google. Well, yeah. it's the quickest way is to do a video on YouTube, and and, and yep. you know, and and to make that even more effective, I would also look at the thumbnail because that that's kind of in terms of you know you got your headline and then you got your your thumbnail as first impressions. You can make a custom thumbnail. You can have a little bit about the message you know, first impressions are key with marketing. So really take advantage of all the tools that Facebook and Google and YouTube have to offer. Mm. I think we live, we live in a world where we are just bombarded with, you know, with information and offers and everything else. And as you said earlier, you've only got a matter of seconds before people bounce out. So, so they'll bounce in, they'll look, they'll make a decision in a very, very short period of time, whether this is for them or not. And if they, and if it is they'll hang around, but if it's not, they'll, they'll bounce out. So you've got to, be very clear once again in your, in your graphic and in your message and everything else. And so this is, this comes back to our pre-marketing message at the beginning of this interview. We said, you've got to do your research. You've got to know who your ideal client is. You've got to know who you're servicing and what, you know, what keeps them up at night. What, you know, what's their frustrations and, mm. and, and, and put your market out and put your message out there accordingly. Yep. And I, you know, I just wanted to actually just make another point really quick with YouTube and, uh, you know, maybe some of the ninja strategies, but a beautiful thing about YouTube is that you can use that as content for your social media as well. And so if you can use that for your Facebook post to create engagement, you can use that on blog posts for your website and Google actually loves that stuff. They love seeing you put fresh content on your website and that's also going to help you rank up in Google searches. So there's a lot of, it's, you know, it's kind of, everything is kind of intertwined in its own way. So it's important that you, you realize that and utilize that, that power. Mm. I think, and, and I think I saw the coin is that a lot of the strategies we explained with the day are, are free or no cost. So you don't have to have a, a huge marketing budget. Now I spend less than a hundred dollars a month on, on, on all my, on, on, well, on that stock. So marketing anyway, and and I've got a number of different business interests. It's not all sort of massage marketing. So it so it can be very if you do it very well and effectively, you can get it cheap or free. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that we haven't no, that we haven't touched on that we haven't covered that you'd like to just mention? You know, I, I like I said, I, I like to really focus on keeping things simple. I mean, that's just that's just the way I'm wired. And the like I said, the thing I love about marketing is that if you, you keep it simple, you speak to the right people, you're going to have a lot of success. And I think what I've seen is a lot of companies, they, they'll, they'll see someone else doing all these complex things and trying to overcomplicate things. What they don't know is that that other company's doing the same thing. They're following someone else and everyone's following each other, not questioning, you know, is this the right way? Is this the right direction? So keep things simple, you know, be authentic to who you are. And that's really what's going to resonate the most. Mm. I think it's, no, that's, that's a very big point. That, and this is something that I speak about a lot is that when people go to college to learn massage or, no, or whatever, whatever they're doing, they, uh, they go there just, just on that particular skill or, or whatever. They're not, mm -hmm. they're not taught business management. They're not taught, well, they're not taught in any depth business management and, and definitely not marketing. And I know when I went to college, like and you know, I had a background in you know, in, in IT and, and, and business analysis, and I've actually written a, a computer program that that ran clinics. I've, I've taken it off the market now because it's, it's old and it's not it's not up in the cloud. But yeah. always, I had I had a knowledge of the the intricacies of business, but I didn't know marketing. And so when we had our little you know, business, like we, you know, we had this marketing plan, and we're you know, studying massage, you're going marketing plan. 
okay. So then we had to do it in groups and we, and we went up the street and we just went into every you know, spa and massage business up the street and we took a business card and a brochure and everything else. And then we, we, we came back and we just threw it all on the table and then we borrowed very heavily from it. And I think this, this is what you see when you go, you know, when, when you look at people's business cards, when you look at people's um, brochures with their websites and everything else, they're all using the same, the same thing and it's all wrong. But they, but they assumed that the marketing was right. And so it yeah. comes down, like if I show you, put a business card up there in front of the, the camera, <laughs> right? Now there you can see me working on somebody. So you have a fair idea just at a glimpse what I do. A bit yeah. about knowing about pain. But on there, it's got nothing to do with the how. On there, it doesn't talk about what, what styles and techniques. And right in the very bottom corner, you can see my little logo. But it's not, it's not the big be all end all and so <laughs> and so it, it, it does come down and what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you don't know how to market unless you invest in your like you invested in your education to become a therapist now if you want to learn how to create a booming business and a, and a growing business then you should invest in yourself and learn marketing properly Right, I agree, and, and and the point is, like, I think a lot a lot of people, they, when when business isn't going well, instead of instead of looking at the way they're marketing, they think, oh well, if I just go, if I introduce this new service or if I introduce this new product, and so what they're doing is they're just building a menu, and they're actually diluting this. So 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 instead of being laser focused on 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 a particular set of uh, section of the, of the community and, and providing a particular service and being a specialist, being a go-to person, being known for getting results in an area, they dilute and then it's become a commodity and then they just struggle and they just go into this discount war and then eventually they go out of business. So yep. you've invested in your, uh, in your skills to become a therapist, nail technician or whatever you do, acupuncturist, it doesn't really matter what you do. Now, <laughs> a small investment in time and education to become a good marketer is going to be most beneficial to you. Yep. You know, I, I love, Tim, I, I love that card you show me and I actually have one here. I do the exact same thing for me. I, I keep it super simple. You know, I have a headline that captures who my target audience is, you know, my logo, it's, it's one of the smaller things on here. Yep. And uh, like I said that, you know, this works, this stuff works. Yep. Uh, I think, you mentioned an interesting point. Uh, I think it's important that every business owner should be able to, to know what is your unique selling proposition. You know, if I ask you what makes you different from Sally spa or Sally salon down the street, you should have a compelling answer. Cause if you don't, then, you know, how would you expect your customers to really catch on to that? So I, this is, it's so important that you have some of this stuff in place, you know, knowing your audience having your unique selling proposition. And that's going to, like I said, that's going to take you 80, 90, 95% of the way there. It really will. Mm. It really will. Listen, I walked past three A boards for, for opposition or competition therapists walking to my clinic. From, from, from where I park to where my clinic is, I walk, I walk past three. And that's, and that's not counting the ones that's, that they're on the other side. So, so mm. I, live in, I, I work in a very densely populated stuff, but the thing is my... My clinic is inside a inside a medical center, and there's not too many therapists who work so closely with doctors. And so, my, no, what I do is is very unique. I charge more than pe- than, than people around me, but people know exactly why they know why they should come and see me. So I'm so they've got the reason to come, and so that's a big thing. Otherwise, you're just just a commodity. If, you know, if, if, just, if you're just going to blend it, and if you're just going to market the same way as everybody else, offer the same services on the surface. If you're just offering the same services as everybody else, why should the, the client off the street who doesn't know you from Adam choose you over the over the place next door? So one thing you've got to do is the same. You've, you've got to get a grip on marketing. And marketing is one of those things that a lot of people think they know everything about, but very few know anything about. And you don't, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. You don't have to spend hundreds of hours. But you've got to you've got to get a grip, and it's, it's it's important that you understand marketing. That you you can have your you you've got to understand the concepts of marketing, so you know what works and doesn't work. So even if you delegate it to somebody else, that you know that you're not wasting yep. your money on rubbish. 
Yep. And I, I would go also even further. Um, you know, personally for me, I've had a lot of huge leaps and learning this material and how to market through finding mentors, finding experts, reaching out to people who have walked the walk and talked the talk. Mm-hmm. So I think there's nothing wrong with bringing on someone just to kind of really, you know, fast track things and learn. And, you know, the reason I'm doing this with, with spas is because I find a lot of spa owners are not, they're not marketers, right? They're, they have certain passions. And what happens is that sometimes they get bogged down with, because there's so much information about how to market and there's so many different opinions that it takes away from them focusing on the passion that started their business in the first place. So don't be afraid to bring people on board that have done it before and that can help your business grow. Mm, absolutely. And with that being said, how can people find you? Okay, so I actually, uh, on Facebook, if you just type in local search for spas, we have a page there. We're also on YouTube. So we do a lot of great content. Uh, we have kind of an online marketing plan with a lot of different uh, information that we talked about, like social media, paid ads, Google search, how to structure your website. So that's also at localsearchforspas.com. And then uh, also on the website, we, we do a lot of great material in there. We have a free ebook all about how to grow your business um, in the online space. Awesome. And I'll put, those, I'll, I'll put those links into the show notes. Uh, so basically, I, actually, I don't even know what, I think this might be episode 16. We'll, we'll double check. But, uh, <laughs> but the show notes will be available uh, when, when, when this goes live. So We'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you know the actual link to the show notes once, once it's up and running. Do look, I'd like to, awesome. I'd like to thank you for your time today. As I said, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been great talking to you because I think you know, we, we both really do have, uh, I, th- I think we actually might share some mentors along the way. So I think, I think it, so. I think so. <laughs> I think, I think, I think our mindsets, um, are, are very, very, are very, very close. So what did you think about those funky little ninja tricks we discussed about YouTube, how to put a promo video of your business up before a video of your competition plays or up, up in front of a how-to video? Some very, very useful techniques and strategies there. But saying there are so many different ways to utilize social media and it's always good to bring on somebody with a different viewpoint and, and to share their experiences. So once again, I hope you found the information that uh, Drew and I shared in this interview beneficial and then you can go out and take some action, implement it, use it, help build your business. They're just repeating also that the show notes for this show can be found at makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash 016. That's makemoneywithmassage.com forward slash 016. And there you will find the summary and also all the links and resources that we that we spoke about. Now, if you found this episode useful, if you found this podcast useful, I'd really appreciate it if you pop across to iTunes and leave us an honest rating and review. Because your ratings and reviews help to rank the show, and the more people we can get the show in front of, the more people we can help. So that's a good thing. Now, if you leave me a five-star review, please send me an email at tim at makemoneywithmassage.com, letting me know that you've left a review and what country you're from, and I'll give you a shout-out on the show. And lastly, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. We live in a very busy world. I'm just saying, like, we can get bombarded with information. There's no shortage of information out there. The problem is there's too much information out there. So for you to take the time and choose this episode or this show to listen to, I really do appreciate that. And I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. And I hope that you find information useful. I hope that you take action. I hope you use it to go on and build the business of your dreams. Until next time, take care.